Chagiga Daftes Vova Modalov, connects to source, Chutz Me'acher. We now know that the, uh, not only are people interconnected, as we discussed last night, uh, but we now know that the, the whole planet is interconnected, uh, that people are connected with one another, that people are connected with <coughs> organic life in, on the planet and, and every aspect of the planet, <coughs> and even beyond the planet, that there's an interconnection in the whole universe. Uh, and we begin to understand systems uh, in business also. We begin to understand mm-hmm. that the various different stakeholders of a business and the business itself, is, uh, it's one system. Everything affects everything else. It's like a massive spreadsheet. When you make a change in one block, it affects all the other blocks. It's, and, and we've begun to learn, as, as the human race, we're beginning to learn to think systemically, to see things in terms of integrated systems. And that takes us closer to the idea of achtus habore, the, the oneness of the Ribbonu Shalom. And that's what oneness really is. The difficulty with systemic thinking is that if you leave one part of the system out, not only is the system incomplete, or not only is your understanding of the system incomplete, your understanding of the system is in fact distorted. Uh, If you're just thinking of things in different pieces and you leave one piece out, then your picture is incomplete. But if it's a system and you leave a piece of the system out, then the system is distorted. It's like an electrical circuit, and you leave a piece of the circuit out, the whole circuit doesn't operate, the whole circuit doesn't work anymore. Uh, So it is with with systemic thinking, and even more so when the piece that you've left out is foundational to the system, Uh, then then it certainly isn't, it's going to be a distorted understanding of the system. And and with that, we begin to to understand the the idea of Acher. Acher is Rabbi Lisha ben Abuya, was the Rabbi of Rabbi Meir, and he went off the tracks. He became an, an apikoris. And this part of the Gemara deals a lot with, with Acher. Uh, we have the famous story on Davtes Vava Mudalif where Maise be Acher shaya rocheval asus be Shabbat. Acher was driving in his car on Shabbos. Oh, in those days it was a horse. Then Rabbi Meir walked with him on Shabbos. There you've got Acher in his, in his car, and Rabbi Meir walking along next to him, so he can, he can carry on learning Torah from his Rebbe, who's gone off the tracks. And the Gemara discusses how could he learn from, from Rabbi Meir if he'd gone into the tracks, all very, very interesting and important Gemara. Omalo, Meir Chazola Acharech. At one point, Rabbi Meir in the car says to, the Rabbi Acher in the car says to Rabbi Meir, who's walking, time for you to go home. Because I've been counting the horse's footsteps while we've been talking in Torah. Look at the mind of, of, of Acher. While we've been talking in Torah, I've been counting the horse's footsteps and we've got to the Tchum Shabbos. It's 2,000 Amot from the edge of the city and you can't go any further. So Rabbi Meir says to Acher, this is a good opportunity for you also to turn around, come back, come home. Amalei said to haven't I already told you? I've already heard from behind the veil. Shuvu banim shovavim. Return, O you wicked sons. But not Acher. There's no possibility of tshuva for Acher. And the Rambam Paskans in Hilchus Yisraeli Atorah, that for everything you can do tshuva except an apikurus. Uh, and it doesn't mean that both in the Rambam and, and here in the Gemara, it doesn't mean that it's impossible for Acher, that there's no way. It just means it's highly unlikely, and we need to understand why that is. A person can break Shabbos and commit adultery and murder, and he can do tshuva. But he, an apikorist, he can be a secularist, and there's no tshuva. Why? And you can be a very fine secularist. A secularist, a secular person, 
When I say secular, I don't mean that he just doesn't keep the Torah. I mean he, an atheist. He believes he, he, believe, he doesn't believe in that. He believes in humanism, and he's kind and he's good, and for all that he has to get reward. But but to do tshuva for removing Hashem from the system, that you can't do. Why not? What is this all about? And uh, Tosfos refers to the Gemara in Kiddushin, where Rabbi Yaakov says there's no mitzvah that doesn't have. Uh, uh, there's no mitzvah in the Torah that tells you what the reward for the mitzvah is. Uh, there's no is dependent on it and so on. So he gives an example of It says in order that you should have long days. It says in order so what happens if you t- the mitzvah of chasing a, a mother bird away before you take the babies, the eggs? Um, that also gives you length of days. So if your father says, go up to the, to the climb up the tree and go to the nest and bring me the, the, the fledglings, and he did that, so he was he was honoring his father's wish. And he did and he took the fledglings. And on the way down, he falls and dies. What are you, what are you going to say? There's two mitzvot where, where it specifically says that the reward is length of days and he died. That's talking about Olam Haba. It's talking about the length, the eternity of the soul that by keeping these mitzvahs, the soul gains in eternity. So I'm talking about physical life. Everybody's physical life is determined. And it doesn't mean because you climbed up the tree and you honored your father and you chased the mother bird away that you're going to live forever. That's not what it means. It means that your neshama will have arichus, your, your neshama is going to have permanence. Omar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, If Acher would have learned this posuk, the way his nephew, nephew Rabbi Yaakov did, um, or his, Rabbi Yaakov, his grandchild did, he wouldn't have sinned. What's the story? Some say he saw that very case. He saw somebody fulfilling his father's wish and bringing down the fledgling, and the person died. And some say he saw the tongue of Chutzpit Hamaturgaman, this great, great tzaddik, and and Talmud Chochem, who was killed by the Romans, and he saw the tongue of this man being dragged by by Dover Acher, by Achazer. Omar Peshi, Fikmar Galayot, Afar. Is it possible that the mouth that projected, that gave, created such pearls of wisdom for the world should be dragged through the dirt? Nafachata, he left and he, that's it, he, he couldn't take that anymore. Very tragic story about Acher who looks at, at, at certain events and can't make sense of them. And with Hashem in the system, it doesn't make sense. So he takes Hashem out of the system, and then it makes more sense to him. Where does it all start from? Tosfos brings the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says, um, that he, he and Rabbi Meir were talking, and they're talking about the posuk of Tov Acharitav Amirei the things are better at the end than they are at the beginning. And Rabbi Meir says that's for somebody who might have children when he's young, and the children may not survive. Something might happen. But he has children again when he's later, when he, he remarries later on in his life, and he has children again. But it came when those are the children that carry his um, that carry his Torah forward. 
And Achis says to Rabbi Meir, that's not how Rabbi Akiva understood the Pesach. I'll tell you what it is. The way Rabbi Akiva explains it is the way my life, my life story is that Pesach. And it tells the story of Avuya, Avi, Havim, Migdoli, Yerushalayim. Avuya, my father, was one of the great people of Yerushalayim, says Achis. And on the day of my bris, he brought all the gedolim of Yerushalayim and he put them in a, in a banquet hall. And he put Rabbi Loz and Rabbi Yeshua somewhere else because they wanted to speak in learning. Um, the people were dancing and so on. Omar Rabbi Loz and Rabbi Yeshua said, everybody's singing and dancing and doing their thing. Let's do what we know how to do and have fun. For us, having fun is talking in Torah. For them, having fun is, is, is singing and dancing. They sat and they talked in Divrei Torah. Their energy was so enormous that they generated while they were learning that a fire from, from heaven came down and surrounded them. Avuya said to these two people, my great gentlemen, have you come to burn down my banquet hall? What's, what is going on here? They said, not at all. We were just chatting in, in matters of Torah. We were just having a good time. We're sorry. But we had the same kind of pleasure that Bnei Yisrael had at Sinai. That's how our learning is. That's what it felt like to us. There was fire. There was fire. So if you learn Torah with that level of energy, it actually generates physical energy. It generates heat. And, and we know that, that you can generate heat through your own enthusiasm and excitement. But that heat can get to such a point where it actually becomes visible fire. My father said, if that's the power of Torah, if my son survives, I'm setting him aside to become a Talmud Chacham. His intention was not for Shamayim. This is a frightening piece of Yerushalmi. The father's intention, what, what drove him, the inner place from which the father came when he dedicated Elisha to, to Talmud Torah was because he was moved by the power of Torah rather than because it's a tzivu Hashem. Hashem says you need to learn Torah. And therefore the Torah didn't stay with us. The importance of, how, of your initial motivation, of, of doing something for the right reason at the very beginning. So what have these stories got to do with each other? We've got the story of the Shiluach HaKen, of the, 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 uh, the fledgling and the, and the obeying the father. We've got the story of Chutzpit HaMetugaman being killed by the Romans. We've got the story of the father, the bris of, of Elisha ben Abuya. What, how are all these stories interconnected? So that comes back to, to, to a piece of Gomorrah on yesterday's daf, daf where the Brisa says, Four people went into the paradise. Paradise is a metaphor being used for a place in Shamaim. In other words, these people, as I explained in Rabbeinu Hananel, it's a, a vision that they had. It's not that they physically went, although Rashi seems to imply that they physically, and Tosfus as well, that they physically elevated themselves into the, the space of Kedusha, which is called the paradise. According to the Rabbeinu Hananel, it was more of a nevuah. Four of them went into this place which very close to the Shekhinah. Um, 
And uh, and they looked at the Veilahim in Azai bin Zerma, Acher and Rabbi Akiva. That's how great Acher was. This Acher is riding on the horse on Shabbos. He was able to go into the Pardes. Ben Azai Hitzitra, Ben Azai looked at the, at, at the Rebbeinu Shalom, Ben Zoyma Hitzitra, Ben Ivka, Ben Zoyma, Ben Azai was killed, Ben Zoyma was hurt. Acher, Acher looked at the Shechina and Kitzetz Ben Etiot, he cut the plants, that's the phrase that's used. Rabbi Akiva Yatza B'Sholom, the only one that came out in peace was Rabbi Akiva. Uh, we have a Rashi on, on our Omud, which I haven't included here, where Rashi says, what does Kitzetz Ben Etiot mean? He distorted it like one who goes into the orchard and cuts the plants. Is, is how Rashi explains it. Um, and the, the idea is explained by the, the, the Telzerov. Telzerov is uh, whose work we have in the form of the Shira Edat. That's his philosophic work we have in the Shira Edat. But we have also some of his halachic work, uh, an unbelievable understanding of how to take a, a piece of Gomorrah to pieces. The Telzerov, uh, Rabbi Yosef Lev Bloch, was the father of the Rebbe uh, Rav Bloch, who was the Rov of Tels before the war. For He was the Rosh Hashiva of Tels Yeshiva for six or seven years before the, the war. He was a young man killed by the Nazis, but unbelievable human being, a tzaddik and a major Talmud Chochem. He was one of my father's rabbeim. Um, and his father, the Telzerov, explains that when you remove the system, he plucked the plants and thought they could operate as a, as a separate system. So here we get, a, we get an idea. What, what, what Ache was doing was looking at the system of the world, including Halakha, including Kabbalah. He saw the whole system, the whole universe, its interconnectedness, the world of Halakha, the world of Kabbalah. He saw it all. But he thought that Hashem had set it up, programmed it, and it now stands on its own. He couldn't integrate the relationship between, not that he didn't believe in Hashem, he couldn't integrate Hashem into the system as an ongoing need and source of the system's energy. That if you take the Rebbe Hashem out of it, there is no system. So he was the first secular liberal that, 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 uh, that we have recorded. He gets the whole system, thinks systemically, but takes the Rebbeinu Shalom out of it. That's kitzetz binetiyot. That's, that's what it means, that he didn't see it as a pardes. A pardes is a living organism. And you've got to see the system of the planet as a living organism. And where does its nourishment comes, come from? It's not just a circular thing, the water, water falls on the ground and things grow, and then there's water vapor again and the water comes down. It's not just a closed system. It's continuously nourished by the Rebbeinu and one has to see and understand that connection to the Rebbeinu Um Otherwise, one's missing the most important part of the system. So when Elisha's father dedicates him to Torah because of the fire, he doesn't do it because I want my son to plug into the system. He says, oh, wow, look at that. He looks at, at it for an outcome rather than a source. I want to him to have the greatness of these Talmidei Chachomim. No, the reason you learn Torah is to plug into the Rebbe Nishalai. And that's how we plug into that energy source, is through the Torah. And we look at the story with, uh, with Rabbi, ya- Rabbi Yaakov. He didn't learn like Rabbi Yaakov with the Kibbutz and the Shiloh HaKain. 
Yes, he looked at the Torah and he interpreted the Torah without the full system. He didn't realize that what Rabbi, as Rabbi Yaakov says, when it says in order that you have length of days, if you look at the system to include Olam Haba, then you get it. Length of days means you have Olam Haba, you have the world to come, you have spiritual eternity. But he didn't see spiritual eternity as part of his system. So the system then means if, if you do these mitzvot, then you'll have a length of, length of life. And the system wasn't working. So he lost faith in the, in the system. And he sees the Rabbi Chutzpit HaMetugaman and what happened to him. And he, the Rebbe Yishlam is out of the system and he loses faith in the system. You lose faith in the system if you take the Rebbe Shalom out of the system. And that's something that, that, uh, that, that Acher did. And that's why the Gemara says and the Rambam Paskins, it's so hard to do tshuva. Because what do you do with the system? Now you've built your whole life on a distorted system. If you repair it, if you say, oh my goodness, I made a mistake, I've got to plug the Rebbe Shalom into the system, that means your whole life was wrong. That means you have to have the, the ability to be able to to look at your entire life and say the whole my whole life was premised on a mistake. That's almost humanly impossible to do. For later on in one's life to say everything was a mistake, to say there's a piece I was missing, let me include the piece. But if the piece that you're missing is the foundation of the entire system, that means all the decisions of your life that you made were premised on something that was false and something that was flawed and, and distorted. That's chutzmiyache. It's almost impossible for an apikurus, for somebody who's truly understood the system in its entirety, but without the plug-in to the Rebona Shalom, for that person to make sense of it afterwards and to be able to, to do tshuva is, is virtually impossible. And of course, these are these are, are chazal that place an enormous responsibility on us in a sense, and we're not up, up to those levels to, to get them and to apply them to ourselves, but in each in our own little way can understand when we do things, we've got to try and plug them in. We've got to see the rebellion. We look at the world. People look at environmentalism and, and they say it's, it's a system. And it, Yes, it is. But what, where's the rebellion in that? Environmentalism is not a substitute for Torah. It's a piece of Torah. But the, the, the plug-in is the rebellion. To see the rebellion is the Adon HaOlam. Uh, to see the rebellion is the master of the, of the whole system. And we need to remind ourselves of that over and over and over again because we live in a world that assumes that the system excludes Hashem. And we see that all over, all the time, every minute of every day. We're bombarded with beliefs that the system operates without Hashem. And we've got to counter that in our own mind. And that's part of tefillah at the beginning of every day and during the day to replug ourselves in. It's part of limud Torah to keep on understanding the connection between the Rebbeinu Shalom, the Notena Torah, who, he who gave us the Torah, to understand the connection between him and the Torah, and of course between him and the Torah and the rest of the universal system.